0: Hey guys, Podbean Telestream for ScreenFlow Check them out, they're in the show notes They don't know you until they know you So you may as well show them the person you want to be That's a quote from my new book Master your message, the guide To finding your voice in any situation You can find out more about it In the show notes Hey, everyone, this is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And guys, today, we're going to be talking about Facebook ads. Now, this is a point of contention for a lot of us entrepreneurs. Everybody talks about Facebook. There's billions of people on Facebook. Literally, there's one point, some odd, maybe almost two billion people now on Facebook. It is where everyone is. And as resistant as I have been to Facebook, I have finally decided over the past year, especially with getting this book published, that I need to be on the Facebooks and that part of the social media, especially being a social media consultant. I'm fine with doing it for my clients, but I don't particularly care for Facebook. Sometimes a lot of it has to do with ads and ad strategy and you you spend money and you just don't know where it's going. But if I told you, And I'm going to actually tell you that I've got a person on right now. She's a master at getting Facebook ad conversions. She knows the ad panel, the ad thing that you log on to, the power editor. She knows all that stuff like the back of her hand. Maria is one of the people that you go to when you have a business, service-based business, and you want to run an effective ad strategy. She's done plenty of six-figure launches. And on top of that, she's... Takes people with little bitty budgets, you know, a couple hundred bucks, and can turn that into thousands. There's actually a case study that I was reading about where one of her clients had amazing conversions, like a ten thousand dollar basically ROI on a fourteen hundred dollar ad spend. That's like a hundred or one dollar and ninety three cent or something like that per person that attended her webinar. It was some amazing stats when we got into it and I read it. Maria's got an amazing. Background. She's been on a Git response blog and Pro Blogger and Boost and the Huffington Post and all kinds of stuff. She writes, she does an amazing amount of stuff online. I, I could go on and on and on, but we're going to go ahead and get this interview started. So, Mario, welcome to the show. Oh,
1: thank you so much. And what an incredible bio. I hope I could live up to it. But I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Well, thanks
0: for coming. You know, so guys, I'm going to tell you real quick before we start off, make sure that you go out and you download the free guide because I know you may not get through the entire interview right away. But Maria has been so kind to put together this free guide for you guys so you can go out, download it, and learn about Facebook ad strategies. We'll mention it again a little bit later on. It's the uh, seven steps to creating a winning Facebook ad strategy in your six-figure business. You can find that out on mariajohn.com. That's dot ncom slash free guide. So, Maria, Facebook ads, why don't I like them? <laughs>
1: Okay, it could be that you've tried them before and it didn't work for you, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be that you just thought, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm putting some money in. I don't know, like, I'll, will I get any ROI from it? Right. So it could be, yeah. So you, why don't you tell me? Why, have oh, okay. you so experimented here- with Facebook ads at all? Oh,
0: You know, I'm not bad at Facebook ads when I'm running them for clients, but I'm not great at it because I'm not a Facebook ad strategist. But hey, mm-hmm. I spent $10 on this Facebook ad. Why isn't it converting? Yeah, (laughs) that's you know because that's what people say, right? You know, I I spent ten dollars on this ad. I'm spending ten dollars a day, and I'm I'm only getting one or two signups to my email list. Facebook ads don't work. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. If you look at Facebook ads, obviously the first thing is that you need to have a strategy in place. So for anyone who wants to, you know, invest in Facebook ads, if you just decide one day you wake up and you say, Oh my God, I'm just going to throw some money at it. Okay. So I'm going to go inside my ads dashboard and I'm going to spend five bucks here, ten bucks here, I'm going to boost this post, you know, I'm going to try a little bit of stuff, but they don't know what they're doing so that's the first thing, they don't know what they're doing the second thing, they don't have a strategy in place, okay, so when you don't when you don't have complete clarity on those two elements from the get-go, you're not going to see any results right? right. I mean, what a revelation so you're not going to get any results and then you're going to turn around in a, maybe in a few days, okay, and you're going to say Facebook ads don't work because I tried and <laughs> I, you know, right. I invested and I did my best, but they don't work. So just like any other thing in life, you've got to stick with it. You've got to educate yourself on Facebook ads first, right? Before you even in, invest a single dollar on Facebook ads, you need to be knowing what it is that you're trying to accomplish and do you know how to get there. So, yeah, so that's the first thing.
0: That's really interesting. So I was having a conversation with um, an ad guy, worked at an agency. We we're talking about Facebook ads and he had run a, you know, really expensive campaign and had a really, you know, large budget for Facebook ads, twenty five, thirty, thirty grand a week for this huge company that he's doing the stuff for. And he goes, You know, these ads are just not converting and we're spending thousands. It's not like we don't spend a lot of money on Facebook ads but I'm not sure what's going on. And so the question I asked was, well, what happens after the click? And when, you're, when you talked about the Facebook having a, having a strategy when you're approaching your Facebook ads, the, the ad is one thing, but what happens after the click? How, how important is it for wherever they're going? What happens there? What should, what should the elements be there after they click on the ad to make that ad successfully convert? You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. I mean, and that's a really, really good point because um, the couple of things that people do wrong with Facebook ads. So it doesn't really matter if you if you can spend $10, day, uh, $10 on it or if you can spend, you know, 10000 right? Because if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to end up losing your money. So one of the biggest mistakes that people make with their ad campaigns is that they send Call traffic to a sales page. Okay, so you want to sell something. You want to you you want to you know sell your online course or maybe you want to sell your one-on-one coaching program. So you are now spending money on Facebook and you're driving all of these people to your uh, sales page who don't know basically who you are in the first place because they are completely new to you. They are brand new to you. So that's the single biggest mistake that people make. Um, and then you know you're not gonna get any return on investment. The way you actually structure your campaigns is obviously that. The goal of an ad campaign is to get the click, okay? For you to get in front of your ideal, perfect audience, all the targeting and knowing your ideal client um, in the first place, all those elements will come into play even before you, you know, sort of start working inside your ads dashboard. So you know your offerings, you are crystal clear on who you want to get in front of. And you have a really solid lead magnet slash opt-in offer. You want to give away a freebie that will, you know, be super irresistible to your perfect audience and they want to click on it. And then they, when they see your freebie, they click on your ad. They go over to the opt-in page or the landing page and then they sign up to your list. So that's the first sort of the basic lead gen campaign that you'd be running um, for yourself or if a, you know the person is an ads manager, they would be running for the client. Mm-hmm. And then after that happens, you already should have a nurture sequence in place as well. So an email nurture sequence and which will start uh, to help build a relationship between you um, and the new people who are joining your list. Okay. so once you start creating that relationship, then you should have a strategy, um, a big strategy that you're working towards. So why do you want these people to join your list in the first place? Right. That's the bigger question. So it might be that you're planning to launch your course in three months time. It could be that you want to do a webinar and off the back of that webinar, you want to ask people to book a call with you because you want to fill uh, fill your one on one coaching spots. Mm-hmm. So you should have a goal. You should have an overall strategy. And then you start driving this um, paid traffic and you start um, filling your email list with all those super, super hot targeted leads. And when you do that. Then that's where you're going to see all the ROI that's going to happen with you. Not when you don't have a strategy. Not when you're just you know throwing all this big budget uh, um, at Facebook ads. Not when you're sending people directly to a sales page.
0: Right. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. When I when you talk about boosting a post, because I know mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, they're like, well, you know, I'm on my business page, and Facebook suggested because this ad this this post was popular. I should boost it um, mm-hmm. what are the what are some of the pros and cons to boosting a post
1: I actually don't recommend. Uh, anybody should be boosting posts at all. So, you know, um, I mean, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of face experts do recommend that sometimes on an odd occasion that, you know, the thing is, though, you know, this is Facebook's way of uh, telling people uh, to invest in um, ads uh, and they give people an easy button, so Mm -hmm. to speak. So that's just there in front of you. You know, that's just calling out to you. uh, Hit me, hit me, hit me. Right. So that's just (laughs) in front of you. Facebook's telling you, if you do that, you're going to get a bigger reach, you're going to get your posts out in front of, you know, a a wider audience. And um, uh, so more people will see your offer, so you'll benefit in some way. The thing is though, that when you boost a post, um, you have it has limited functionality. So you can't get in front of your perfect audiences, although it keeps uh, getting uh, improved a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, but you can't uh, target people uh, the way you want to target them uh, when you use the ads manager or the power editor. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I say you know um i i'd i um, I prefer that some people will educate themselves and and go inside the ads manager and then cam- create campaigns from there rather than boosting posts. So um, this is what I prefer. Um, in all occasions, one of the tactics that I t- tell my clients they could use is that they can actually use boost posts uh, button to test uh, test out different options, for example, or test out different offers. So because imagine if you're if you've created something, okay, and it's on your page you've create, you've written a post about it it's on your page and you boost it and your page fans will see it um, and then friends of your fans will see it it depends on who you're targeting but if you if your post is still not getting any traction that that just gives you an idea of you know if that if you put that out in front of people who don't know you at all, then it gives you an idea that it might not do that well. So it's great for testing different, um, you know, opt-in offers on mm-hmm. different uh, blog posts. And another thing is that you can use boost function to actually build some social proof, right? So what you might do is, and that's uh, kind of an advanced uh, tip as well. So what you could do is that you can create a post on your Facebook uh, page, Then you boost it and then you start to build some social proof on it, comments, likes and shares because your warm audiences are going to see that. And then there's a way that you can use the same exact post inside um, of the Facebook ads uh, manager and then run it as an ad, like a proper ad. Mm -hmm. And you will conserve all that social proof that you've gotten so far. And the the reason why you want to do that is when Facebook sees your post and it sees that, you know, it has been shared and people have um, commented on it. It's got likes. Um, It's going to give you better reach. Uh, Your cost per click is going to go down. uh, Facebook will essentially say that people like this content, right? They're going to push it out more. You'll do better when you serve it um, as a proper ad. So, yeah, so that's a kind of one of the advanced tips that people can use, but then you have to know how to use that exact post mm-hmm. and it involves some, you know, user, user, using that Facebook ID, that post ID. So, it's definitely one of the more advanced tactics that you could use, but yeah. So in some cases it makes sense, but overall I, I don't really recommend, uh, people use uh, boosting posts. Right. So that no. was a long-winded answer. But no, no, it was okay. a very good, it was yeah. a very good answer. Yeah. I,
0: I do. I appreciate that. So uh, let's, let's take a little bit of a step back. When, when you first started getting online, it wasn't as a Facebook ad strategist. Uh, you've been blogging since, was it 2010?
1: Um, yeah, so, um, so, okay. So, uh, in my previous life, okay. Yeah. Back in the day, right. Um, I was actually, I was working in academia, so I've got an MBA. I was working in marketing and I was teaching business communication and business mathematics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's what I was doing. So after I got married, um, I had kids, I had to leave my job cause you know, I, I wanted to stay home with my kids. Right. So when I was, so I left my job, I was staying home with my kids and, I was starting to go a little bit insane, right? You know, with small <laughs> children. And right. and I was saying, okay, how could I just, you know, find a way to talk to adults again? And what could I do? Like, I still d- didn't want to go back. So then somebody suggested that, why don't you start blogging? And I mean, if you can imagine, I I didn't even know what blogging was. So that was in 2010. And I said, oh my God, what is this blogging thing? And so to cut the long story short, I fell into blogging. And then because all of my life I had enjoyed writing, I had a knack for it. I didn't realize it. So pretty soon I started getting some real good engagement on my blog posts. Mm -hmm. And from there on, I fell into freelance blogging, freelance content creation. Then I fell into guest blogging, list building, and you know, the typical journey, like how you, you know, discover the, uh, what you call the, you know, the, the world, the possibilities. Right. So, yeah, so that I kept moving forward now along the way, it wasn't like a smooth uh, journey. Like it was never smooth sailing, sailing. Um, um, I tried a ton of things, some things worked, some, some things didn't work. And eventually, uh, uh, two years back, I discovered Facebook ads for myself. And um, I never, ever teach anything unless I've mastered them myself, right? So I started uh, experimenting with Facebook ads. I started running Facebook ads in my own business. Mm -hmm. And um, after a while, I started seeing some really great results. So then I started sharing these results with people around me, friends and colleagues. And they said, okay, could you get us similar sort of results as well? And I said, okay, I'll try. So in the beginning, like I was charging very low uh, rates I never did it for free because I had enough confidence that I'd be able to do that for others as well. But that's how I started. And then I started working with clients. Initially, I was just charging them to run campaigns, I didn't Mm -hmm. have any packages. And I started getting them great results. I started getting testimonials. And then, from that, was just the beginning of last year. Okay. And so, from and then my business sort of just exploded, um, you know, it just from word of mouth, from referrals, from the kind of results that I was getting from my clients. Um, it just, yeah, um, everything completely changed. Uh, at the moment, I'm almost completely booked out in terms of my one-on-one clients, I only work with clients, I take people on as private clients, they have to be at a certain level in their business. So Mm -hmm. I'm completely out there, I'm going to create some um, group coaching program soon, and things like that. So this is sort of the rosy version of the story, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, tell me about the first Facebook ad that you ran that failed. What, what, what did you do wrong with it?
1: Oh, uh, okay. I can't even remember because it was Uh, probably. So we are in 2017, right? It will be 2012, I believe 2013.
0: Well, instead of maybe the first one, tell me about one that you ran that just didn't get the results that you, that you wanted and what you figured out about what was wrong with that ad.
1: Okay. So the thing is even now, okay, when I'm launching, when I'm launching ad campaigns for my clients, all of those campaigns will not work. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of testing. So I can probably speak from a recent example, right? So anytime, and I um, set up the right expectations with the clients, when I take on, uh, 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 te- uh, when I start working with the client, I let them know that initially it's all about testing and tweaking and finding out what works and what doesn't work. Um, yeah, a lot of ad campaigns will not work for whatever reason, okay? Sometimes um, it's the targeting that doesn't work uh, when you start testing. So it could be that the ads, uh, the audience you thought will work well with your ads uh, they are not responding at all sometimes the creative doesn't work mm-hmm. the images won't work you know the, the the image in my experience i mean it's so it, it still amazes me to this day um of all uh, let's say I, st- I start split testing with four images okay the image that i think uh, the, the image that i think will uh, perform the best never does OK, um, and uh, yeah. And so, yeah. So I always like I always say, OK, I think this will do really well. But uh, OK, let's go and uh, let's test these images as well. And I'm always surprised. And then obviously, um, you know, uh, um, sometimes the ad copy doesn't work sometimes. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's different for every ad campaign. Um, I, I don't have a specific example at hand. No, that's but fine. You, you
0: actually yeah. answered the question I wanted you to answer. which is you have to test. Exactly. There's no magic button. Even once you know what you're doing, you still have to run multiple ads with multiple images and different ad copy in order to actually come up with a successful ad. Because what people will think is, okay, I'll run this ad. This ad is perfect. And they're only running just that ad. And there's no variation. They don't want to do the variation because it takes time. And you know, it takes time and people don't want to do it. So they'll think they have this one perfect ad and then they'll run it and nothing happens. So I just, I wanted you to just focus on the testing part. So no, you answered it quite honestly, exactly the way I wanted you to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No matter how advanced you are in Facebook ads, no matter how big of an expert you are, you're still going to test. Okay. Because we don't own Facebook. We don't know, you know, how the algorithm works. So, um, yeah, we've got a test, like, just uh, just like anybody else. The only difference is we know, you know, what to look out for, okay? So, we know the metrics to keep an eye on, what to ignore, what to pay attention to. We know how long to let uh, the ads run for. Um, mm. We know uh, the, uh, what budget should be assigned to each ad campaign. So we know all the sort of those um, details. But again, it's just a matter of testing. You've got to give it some time. Um, I can still remember the day when I was running Facebook ads for myself and I would go back and, you know, look at the stats every five minutes, right? I would, kept, <laughs> I would keep refreshing. So, but nowadays when I start running ads for clients, I don't even typically look back before 24 hours. And sometimes 48 hours is the minimum that I will give the ads, no matter what's happening. And then I will make a decision based on that. So, yes, so definitely you've got to be patient. You've got to test. And it doesn't have to be like a very complex process. You can just, you know, test two add uh, copies. Okay. You can just test two images to begin with. You can just uh, test Two cold audiences, and then focus on your verb audiences. So, like you know, the people who already um, you, who have visited your website, mm-hmm. or who like your page, or even people on your list. Um, you can create an audience from it, and that can uh, get in front of those audiences. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that can be done. It just needs to be um, uh, kept in mind that one has to be patient.
0: Yeah, right. I was going to ask you about that. How do you feel about custom audiences, and do you think those convert well, or do you think you um like from your email list, should you also build a custom audience from that, or do you think maybe not?
1: Oh, absolutely. Con- a custom audiences convert really, really well. Okay. So, actually, there are two ways to look at it. The first thing is when you, for example, when you, for anybody who doesn't know, for anyone who's listening who doesn't understand what the custom audience is. So, um, you know, when you upload your email list, for example, in Facebook, okay, and the Facebook will go out and match the people. Emails addresses who are on your list with people on Facebook, and they will create a custom audience for you okay so now people might be wondering okay so I've got those people on my list already right why should I need to then run ads to them the first reason being that um, the you know the email open rates and the email deliverability so Mm -hmm. uh, even if you have those people on your list it's still worth you know running some ads to these people to get them engaged and to put your offers out in front of those people so these people are your hot hot audience okay so that they are not even warm audience they are hot audience because these people are on your list already. Now that's one way of looking at looking at it. That you can, you know, run ads um, in addition to your email that you're sending out to these people. But then the other way of using this custom audience is that you would then go out and create a lookalike audience based off that custom um, list. Okay. So P- the Facebook will create an audience for you based on a number of data points that they have and say, okay, here's a list of people um, who are you know uh, who resemble the people on your list okay so typically it's around a million or so and you can even narrow that down so that's a look alike audience based on the number of people uh, uh, based on the people who are uh, on your list so made from your email list uh, subscribers now that's a, a very valuable audience as well although technically that's a cold audience also so a look alike audience is a still cold audience but that's still quite valuable and you can target those people and get some great So just to give you an example, um, I've been running ads for one of my clients um, and typically nowadays webinar registration costs tend to be, you know, $5, $6 and above, Mm -hmm. and they go up to $15 and just depending on which, uh, you know, niche you are in or niche in in your case. So it depends (laughs) on, you know, which industry you're in, right? And for this lady, um, I was able to get her registrations from completely cold traffic at $3.50, which I think is amazing to begin with. And you are not going to believe the uh, cost per registration that came from the lookalike audiences. It was $1.50 for a webinar. For a webinar, okay. So yeah, I've got the stats. I might do a case study on it as well. So yeah, super valuable. And you know what? Uh, in her case, though, I would say she already has an email list of um, fifteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. So her lookalike audience would have been like spot on, right? So if you have like say five hundred thousand people on your email list, and then you go out and create a lookalike audience based off of that. Um, it it just depends. Oh, the bigger the people, the more you people you have on your list, the better your um uh, the lookalike audience will perform.
0: Right, yeah, that's that's amazing. So I know the question that people are going to get in their minds after you just went through that. They're like, oh my god, lookalike audiences, custom audiences, uh-huh. email list with fifteen thousand people. Uh, I don't have a hundred people on my list, so. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you build an email list using Facebook because that's what everybody talks about that you know claim to be experts in Facebook they're like oh you can use Facebook to build your email list but most often they really don't have any good advice and I know that you actually do so talk a little bit about how you you start building an email list from a relatively new Facebook page
1: Okay yeah I mean that's super easy to do I think the bigger question is whether the person, the client, or whoever wants to run Facebook ads to grow the email list, whether they have the budget for it, right? So, if somebody comes to me, okay, and they say, I've got a list of 100 people, I want to grow my list, but they have, like, they can spend, you know, thousands of dollars on Facebook ads, I can build their list to 10,000 people in two months or in not even two months, in two weeks, right? So, it's not the matter of where you are at, it's the matter of, the budget that you can allocate. So it depends on the cash flow. It depends on the level, the stage of business you are at. Mm-hmm. So assuming that, you know, if somebody, uh, you know, who, who's got a business, um, who, who have a business, let's and take, got a, a,
0: let's take th- a new coach. For instance, I'm a brand yeah, new coach. A- I've had mm-hmm. one, I've had one client. And so I've, I've launched my Facebook page or I'm a brand new author. Well, like me, I'm a brand new author. I already have a brand established, but you're a brand new author. You don't really have a social footprint. So to say, and you've got mm-hmm. about a hundred people on your list. What should they do with, yes. with not so, a lot of budget?
1: Uh, okay, so are we talking a few hundred at least a month? Uh,
0: a few what hundred. Less than that. Yeah, a few hundred. Let's, well, you know what? Let's say they've got a hundred bucks and they've got okay. a list of a hundred people. What can they do to help grow that list so that they can actually start putting more money towards it?
1: Okay, so this is where I am going to tell you the truth, okay? And the complete truth, okay? So the first thing is, I think for somebody who is new to business, okay, who don't have a steady cash flow and who are new coach, new uh you know consultant, uh, new at business, um you know, uh generally speaking, mm-hmm. I think the best way for them to grow their email list would be through organic social media, okay? Thank you. So and, and that's the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so glad you approve. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's the way I actually build up my own list to the first 5,000 people using nothing but guest blogging, okay? Mm-hmm. So, that's that's how I did it in my own business. That's how I, you know, uh, used to teach people how to grow their businesses with guest blogging, okay? So, the thing is, the landscape has changed a little bit, okay? So, it may not work like it worked a few years before, um, but the thing is that you can still use guest blogging. You can, you know, just like I'm talking to you now, you can, you know, reach out out to people and, you know, offer to add value to the audience and, um, you know, um, say maybe if they can get you on a podcast, you can, you know, um, uh, just uh, uh, set aside some, t- some time to be present on um, one to two social media platforms, I would say. So I'm not saying, okay, start go crazy and just start spending five hours a day, maybe choose Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever sort of so- suits you. Mm. And then I would say, you know, start growing your list that way. Uh, And then and also so the focus not should not should not only be to grow the list, but to bring in business as well. Right. To bring in clients as well. So while you're growing your email list, you will be sort of promoting yourself as well. And then you'll be looking to bring in clients as well. Now, as soon as you're at a point where you're at least bringing in a few thousand dollars a month, I think that's the perfect time to start experimenting with Facebook ads. And that's not a thing that you'll hear a lot of people say. Because they are selling their Facebook ads courses. They are saying, oh, yeah, you can run ads on $5 a day Uh and, you know, you can make it work. I just call complete BS on that, right? I say that, (laughs) yes, you need to be profitable first, okay? So, yeah, start bringing in, you know, a few thousand a month at at least and then start experimenting with Facebook ads. Now, in that situation also, I still think that they are not ready to work with the Facebook ads expert just yet. Um, you know, so I think for the best thing would be for them to invest in a Facebook ads course mm. uh, you know, and then start um, learning about Facebook ads, start getting educated themselves on Facebook ads, and then they will start experimenting with Facebook ads. Only then. And to answer your question, let me get back to your question now. <laughs> so If they're at this stage now, right, that they can now invest um, let's say a few hundred dollars a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, even a Hundred dollars is a little bit tricky because they could just uh, uh, blow all that money on um, testing, right? And they won't get anything out of it, and they're just going to uh, feel sad, and then they'll say, "I lost my money," and all the people who are uh, teaching Facebook ads are just scammers, right? So I don't want that to happen. Right. It's that to happen, right. yeah, yeah. So I'll say, oh, hang on to your hundred bucks for now, okay? Build that, uh, build, grow your list organically, okay? Have uh, at least a couple of hundred people on your list. Maybe get. Um, So if they had one client and they were, you know, allocating $100, I would say build it up to five clients and Mm -hmm. build it up to $500. Now we are talking, right? If you can set aside at least a few hundred dollars, then I think it's a perfect time to start experimenting with Facebook ads. And all you need to do is you start off with a basic lead gen ad campaign, right? You create a really, really good lead magnet So on Facebook, a checklist or a cheat sheet works like gangbusters. I mean, they work really, really well. So you create a checklist or a cheat sheet. You create a high converting landing page, preferably inside lead pages because I love them. Uh, they convert super, super high for me, as high as 80% from cold traffic. Oh, so wow. yeah. so um, you create a landing page, a really, really great opt-in offer. The ad copy is not that hard. I don't know why people make it so hard. You just gotta be yourself, be conversational, be consi- concise you just approach it as if you're writing a blog post. Um, And, you know, but it'll be just concise. And then you ask them, if you want this, give me your email and uh, you can have it, drive traffic to it, um, send it out in front of your perfect audiences targeting, which is obviously why you need to learn about Facebook ads. So you can learn, you know, Mm -hmm. how to, you know, find the perfect audiences. And that's how you start building your email list. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's how I would do it. So... Um,
0: no, I think, uh, no think li- that's perfect. <laughs> because yeah. you, you basically, you said what a lot of people won't say is, uh, you probably shouldn't be running a Facebook ad if you're brand new in business. You need to actually go out and get some business and build your traffic by actually providing value. You know, having something to offer, showing that you actually can do what it is that you say you do. No, that's perfect. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <That's>
1: yeah. <awesome. laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I tell that to people all the time and they're like, what? They're like, they look at me as if, you know, I've lost my mind. I am said, no, don't run Facebook ads. You're not ready for Facebook ads yet. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. So how do you feel about Facebook groups? I mean, should you run ads in, or two people in Facebook groups or should, he, should businesses or, you know, coaches, speakers, p- people like that, service-based businesses, I guess, you know, chiropractors, doctors, those are really kind of mm-hmm. service-based. Yoga studios. Should they worry about building Facebook groups?
1: Um, Yeah, Facebook groups are really hot right now because, you know, if you can grow your Facebook group to a couple of thousand people and you're in there interacting with those people every day. So, I mean, they are all potential clients, right? Um, They must like you if you're staying in your group and interacting Mm -hmm. with you. So, but I wouldn't necessarily say to run traffic straight to a Facebook group. So what I would tell you, though, and I do this, you know, very successfully with my clients. So what we do, and it's so simple, but most people don't think of it. Um, What you do is you create like the basic Legion campaign that we were just talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So you send traffic to a landing page where you say to people, okay, here's a cheat sheet. Give me your name and email address, and I will send it to your inbox, okay? So when they do that, what happens next? They'll see a confirmation page, right? The Mm -hmm. confirmation slash thank you page. Right. On that page, what you're going to say is, so thank you so much for subscribing. You know, this cheat sheet will arrive in your inbox within a few minutes and then you segue into a call to action and you say while i've got you here click the link below and join my facebook group so that way you know you're going to capture like so let's say you had 100 people go through your funnel 100 people join your list at least you'll say 40 to 50 you'll see 40 to 50% of those people will take you up on your offer and they will join your group as well and the beauty of that is now that you you can always email them but now you can get um, in front of them in your group as well. And and the best thing is you didn't pay an extra cent to get those people in the group. So I think, I mean, that's a fantastic st- strategy for <laughs> right. myself. Yeah, and I, I do this for all of my clients. And just to give you an idea, one of my clients, she's a PR coach um, in the UK, she started working with me uh, sometime last year, so it's been almost one year we were working together. When she came to me, she had like a four, 400 people in a group, but right now she's got close to 8,000 people on her in in her Facebook group, um, and anybody can go check it out. And all those people came because you know we've we've been running those um, Legion ads and webinar registrations ad. But no matter what type of ad you're gonna run, on the thank you page. Instead of, you know, making an offer for a tripwire, like saying, okay, buy my $7 offer, I prefer that you ask people to join your Facebook group and then uh, engage with them um, in there.
0: Uh, That makes perfect sense. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, make an offer right on your thank you page. Uh, Some small micro commitment for you know, a ebook or something like that for seven bucks or something like that. But I, I like what you're talking about and guys, she actually does what she's talking about because when I downloaded her free guide, it went to a discovery call page to actually engage with her and get more of what it was that convinced you that you should go ahead and click on the link to get the free guide Because you've already made a micro commitment because people will talk about, well, if you can get people to make micro commitments by signing up for your email list, then they're more likely to buy from you. But there wasn't there wasn't that immediate call to, oh, well, hey, now that now that you join my list, buy something. It was, hey, let me give you some more value. I, I love that strategy.
1: Yeah, and also let me just to clarify that because and um, and and thank you for subscribing. I mean, I didn't know (laughs) that. So yeah, so yeah, so you went to my website, right? So you Mm -hmm. already when you went to my website, now you've become part of my warm audience. I can turn around and retarget you on Facebook as well, right? Later on, so that's another good thing. You've been pixeled okay? So I can retarget you as well. But for now, when you went to my website and then you looked around and then you did decide that yes, you want to give me your name and email address. So that's a little bit of a different funnel, um, because you know. You, on the thank you page, you saw an offer to book a discovery call with me, right? Right. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily do it for um, when I'm driving cold traffic to the opt-in form. So I might not ask them to book a call with me uh, just on the thank you page. I'd prefer that they join my free group first. Mm. And then, then I can always follow up with them and ask them to book a, a free discovery call with me. So I just wanted to clarify in case people were thinking, oh, yes, it's perfect. I'm going to start running ads and I'm just going to ask them to book a call with me on, on the thank you page. It could work. Okay. But I prefer that you have them join. If you have got a free Facebook group, have, right. uh, uh, have them join that first.
0: Yeah. I should have said that. Well, I was kind of poking around on the site and just signed up and that was what I got. So yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was already kind of warm traffic. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you made that clarification. now That's really cool. So when people are creating their, their opt-ins and their checklist. Uh, what's like one thing that you would recommend from a, um, I guess from just a, a focus point for, for writing, being a a skilled writer already and having done freelance writing, what's the one thing that you, you've noticed that holds people up when they're trying to create something?
1: Yeah. So if they so I think the the biggest thing that hold people back would be that they think that they have to go out and create something really really big. So they're thinking ebooks, they're thinking, you know, like when we're talking lead magnets or opt-in offers, right? So they're thinking, okay, it has to be a five-part course, it has to be a right. video series, it has to be like a really big thing, it has to be an ebook. On the contrary, I say that give them something that is super quick to uh, consume, okay? So you want to give them a cheat sheet or a checklist and that's why I said you know, um, that's uh, it's the best option that works on Facebook right now because it's not that big of an ask. Like, if you think about it, if you're asking somebody, okay, download my book. I mean who wants to download somebody's book you don't know nothing you don't know anything about them right so and who wants to sign up for a video series or a like a month long email course or something like that when you hardly know the person but if you say to them okay here's my checklist okay it's got these five things that you can do right now to get such and such result okay within the week then now you've got people's attention so i say make it super specific Um, Make it really concise. And when you're working from that uh, approach, um, when you've got that um, thing in mind, I think that just takes the pressure off, right? I think if you are an expert, if anyone is an expert in their field, I think they can whip up a checklist in 10 minutes. So um, that takes the pressure off. And then I also, you know, guide my clients how to actually set it up right. So you obviously come out with a um, title for the cheat sheet or a checklist. You give them the content. If it's a checklist, then it'll be just the checkboxes and the, che- uh, the checklist itself. If it's a cheat sheet, you can give them points. So it, sh- it still should be very concise and it shouldn't be like 20, 30 pages long. Sure. Two to three pages is what I recommend. And then um, in the PDF itself, obviously, you give them your bio Your photo, and then maybe a testimonial, and then you can actually ask them. Like, if you wanted, you can remind them to join your Facebook group again if they haven't already, and you can even then ask them to book a call with you. I think that's a perfect place to now um, give them that call to action.
0: Yes. No, that's really good because something that you said that I've hardly ever see on a website. Again, I know you've given this advice before. um, Just another stuff that I've read is is your bio. A little bit about you. I don't see that in in lead magnets or any type of stuff that when you download people's stuff, you usually don't see anything about the actual person that's sending it to you, so you still don't really know anything about them. What made you decide to do that with your, with your lead magnets and the stuff that you put out there?
1: Um, I guess it just, um, you know, I felt like, okay, so probably when I signed up to somebody's list and then I got the cheat sheet and I didn't remember who they were so you know probably from I got right. that idea from that right I mean it makes sense for you to you know tell people okay so this is what you signed up for but let me remind you okay who I am and what I'm about and not only I say give your bio um, in the PDF Um, uh, I actually all the landing pages that I create with my clients I have them have a very very short bio in that landing page itself to create credibility and authority from the get go right so if, if you're a best selling author that would be perfect to say there if you've got you know, you've worked with clients, you've been published on uh, so-and-so places, then, you know, you can say all that in the landing page somewhere strategically, and that really helps with the conversions. But other than that, after somebody signs up to your list, and when you start the nurture sequence, I typically tell my clients, that reintroduce yourself um, in the first email and tell people, okay, you know, thank you for joining, give them the link again, download it here, and then remind them, you know, why they signed up and who you are and what made you start this business and why are you so excited to help them? So, yeah, I actually, so, and the reason, so I don't think of myself as a Facebook ads manager. So there's a, there's, that's a different kind of person. They just come in and look at their ads and manage your ad campaigns. I call myself a strategist because my, my approach is very, very holistic. So I will come in and work with somebody. I will take a look at your business. I will take a look at your funnels. I will take a look at everything because I think if you don't have the back-end up, um, then Facebook ads won't work. I mean, even if I get my clients, you know, $2 leads, you know, under, sub two dollar leads, but they don't have everything set up properly in the back end. Then they are not going to make any money. And then just by having people on your list, it doesn't make you money, right? So right. yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. we've uh, we've all got those lists that uh, it's like, well, I got people on the list, but it doesn't make me money. So the money's yeah. not in the list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Money is in, in the relationship with the people on your list and also in your ability to sell and make offers. So um, and that's a whole lot of you know, different kind of route that we can uh, the rabbit hole we can go into. But you need to be confident in your ability to sell um, what you're offering to the world. Uh, is important. Uh, you are being of service to other people if you don't make offers. So yeah, but I don't want to <laughs> go down no, that. No, path. that's that's
0: that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I I like it. I think people need to hear that because you know you always hear oh well the money's in the list, uh, but I like what you said. No, the money's in the relationship that you build with that list. Mm-hmm. It's not just having this list of people that have signed up for your stuff and now you can just try to sell to them all the time. It's about building a relationship. So I love it. Guys, when you download this free strategy guide, it's the first time that I've seen in a long time. I've only seen this one other time. And I actually don't even remember who it was because it was such a long time ago where the author of the the guide introduces himself back to you. So exactly what Mario is saying is, I mean, it's, it's right there. So when you download this guide, you're going to love it. Uh, I like the fact that I'm like, Oh yeah. When I first open it up, I'm going to know, yeah, that's right. I downloaded this because of this, because I've got a ton of PDFs and I know everybody else does that are eBooks that you've never read that you're like, when did I download that? And what was it for? And what was I thinking about when I downloaded it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So that's, that's really good advice. I really do appreciate that. So As we're wrapping this up, I did want to ask, because uh, I got this question uh, from somebody a while back, and I didn't really know how to answer it. I'm like, well, I guess you could just build a custom audience for it on Facebook or whatever, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure that it's worth it. What do you do with unsubscribes? Is it a good idea to build a custom audience for people that have unsubscribed to your email list and target Mm -hmm. those people on Facebook?
1: Well, I don't pay any attention to people who unsubscribe. So I don't even like. I don't even notice <laughs> that who is unsubscribed or not. I wanna focus on the people who are on the list rather than people who've unsubscribed, right? So I don't even worry about that. That's that's just the way I approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I wanna be speaking to people who are here and who are willing to listen. Um, so um, I don't even care about that. But I, I guess what you could do is, so you know, once the people are on your list and you've created a custom, like you've downloaded and. Um, uh, and uploaded it to Facebook. It will stay there, right? So even if you they unsubscribe, you can still target them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's totally fine. So um, you can still target them. Um, that's totally fine. But I say, I mean, why bother? Like, why don't yeah. you you'd rather go after? People that was kind who of my answer. People?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. I was just curious. I'm like, well, you know, what? I've never asked. I haven't had the opportunity to ask a Facebook expert. Would you retarget? Uh, unsubscribes because when somebody unsubscribes I'm like good you're not on the list anymore so you're not wasting my time I'm not wasting yours you didn't get value from what it was that I was presenting so you left that's fine I don't need to yeah. chase you and spend money on somebody that's already
1: yeah perfect. Why? Why right. you wanna you know convince somebody? It's not about. It's never about convincing, right? It's just getting uh, in front of those people who resonate with you and your message. And and you, you're not going to be for everyone, so that's totally fine too. Right. I mean, a lot of people who come to me, they tell me, um, I, I say to them, OK, you know, because I talk very fast. Right. And I'm very loud, you know. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I talk to them and they're totally fine with it. You know, they say, yes, we, we love your energy, but not everybody is going to resonate with that. Some people like, you know, perfectly, you know, polished, you know, uh, sort of, you know, people they want to work with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's room for all of us. Just go after people who love you for who you are and who resonate with your message and just ignore everybody else.
0: I love it. That is, that is the perfect way to exit out. Mario, where can everybody find you online?
1: Yes, so um, you can connect with me on my Facebook page. So that's the Maria John. Uh, sorry, that's Facebook.com/slash Maria John Consulting. I was just confusing. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. So it's Facebook.com/slash Maria John Consulting is my page. Um, um, we can connect there, or you can go to my website, and you know you can go to Maria John.com/slash free guide, and then um, there's a I can't believe if it's a, I can't remember if it's a che- checklist or a cheat sheet, but you can go there and, um, you know, we can connect that way as well.
0: Awesome guys. You can also find her on Twitter at writing H.
1: Yes. That's used to be actually my old name.
0: Right. right I moved yeah.
1: to mari- mariajan.com. That was actually the first blog that I started. It was called writing happiness.
0: No, that's awesome. Um, this has been fun. I think I've learned a lot. I did not really know much about lookalike audiences, so now I've got to go do some studying to look at the whole lookalike audience because that sounds like really, really valuable advice, and I think people are going to get a lot of value out of that. So, Amari, I really do appreciate you coming on the show and taking some time to educate us about Facebook ads, and I'm not so intimidated by them anymore because I really don't usually run them for my clients, but I may start doing that after I educate myself a little bit.
1: Oh my God, that's music to my ears. And thank you so much for having me on. It was just so much fun. Yeah, it was so, yeah, I, I had a great time. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, I do appreciate you coming on the show and we'll talk soon. All right, guys, that was an amazing episode. Facebook ads, learning about them and finally a decent way to get a return on your investment. I don't know about you, but I've spent money on Facebook ads and have not had all of the um, the effectiveness that I wanted, but I do enjoy what uh, Mara was teaching us today. Make sure you go back, listen to the episode, take some notes if you didn't get a chance to, if you're out running or doing something like that. This is a good one. Uh, we really touched on the whole reach, relevancy, and momentum thing. Um, something I picked up from a Facebook executive a couple of weeks ago at the uh, Midwest Digital Marketing Conference is that reach, relevancy, and momentum is important in Facebook. You know, how far you're message gets out there, who sees your stuff, is really based on um, the people that interact with you. Uh, Relevancy is, you know, hey, is this content relevant to the audience that is viewing your stuff? And momentum, of course, is how many times you're posting that content. So some really good information in this podcast. Definitely go back, listen to it, pay attention to what uh, Mara was saying, and take advantage of it in your business. So I usually don't date the podcast, but hey, this is May, and that means that we are just over a month before the book officially launches, Master Your Message, The Guide to Finding Your Voice in Any Situation launches June 19th. I'm super happy about it, super pumped, and you guys, if you pre-order it, you can get it 30 days in advance. That's when Amazon starts sending out books. This is a physical book. Uh, The Kindle version will be available on launch date. It's not going to be available before then, but if you buy the book, you do get a free copy of the ebook. So definitely make sure to buy the book. If you don't want a physical book, give it away. Give it to a school, give it to a library, give it to someone, but get it in the hands of someone else who needs to understand the importance of expressing yourself and letting go of the fear around communicating your message, finding your voice. In any situation, it is not as hard as people think it is. And I think this book is going to help them understand through the stories that I tell just how important it is to be who you are, accept who you are and, you know, speak your truth. So with that, guys, I want to make sure you pre-order the book. Just click on the link on the site or go out to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, anywhere books are sold and search Master Your Message That's going to help move me up in the rankings. It's also going to help more people see the book. So I really would appreciate it if you do that, even if you don't buy it. Just go out, search Amazon, master your message, click on the link, look at the book. Hopefully you pre-order it. If you do, make sure you leave a review. If I've sent you a review copy and you have not posted your review yet, come on. A lot of you guys are posting it on Instagram, so I do appreciate that. Uh, I'm loving the Instagram buzz. All of that stuff really helps when you send that to the publishers And they see that there is a lot of buzz around the book. So that's important, vitally important. Um, And they're paying attention. They're paying attention to you guys' posts out on Instagram and stuff like that. So that is really, really cool. And I do appreciate everyone who has done that. Um, Last but not least, of course, you guys know this website, or not the website, but the podcast, is Hosted with Podbean. Make sure you check them out. Podbean.com forward slash VR I moved, my Podbean, uh, I moved my podcast over to Podbean back in December because I was having some problems with the feed, um, mostly because I was hosting it on my own website. And when you're on a shared server and even a dedicated server, once your site gets so busy, um, sometimes your feed will slow down. iTunes doesn't like that. And uh, neither do a lot of other sites like Stitcher and Spreaker, particularly Stitcher. And so I switched. They sponsored the podcast, I switched over to their hosting, and I haven't been happier. The site loads quickly, and I've seen an increase in listenership just because of the speed that the feed actually loads in now. So I'm super happy with Podbean, so much so that I actually do some work for Podbean. They are one of my clients, and they do happen to sponsor the podcast. So you know, I couldn't be happier with Podbean. It's a great company. Definitely check them out. Podbean.com forward slash V-R. That's going to get you 30 days free. 30 days free podcast hosting. Try it out on me. Let me know what you think. And if you don't like it, guess what? You don't have to continue to do the podcast. But I really would uh, like for you to go out there, create an account, try it out. Let me know what you think. All right. Email me, Vernon, at VernonRoss.com. Twitter, at RossPR. Instagram, at RossPR. Snapchat, at RossPR. And Facebook, Vern. Ross, V-R-N-R-O-S-S, because I couldn't get my whole name. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, and I will see you in the next episode.